Napa know-how. Napa guy knows not to judge a man by his car's multicolored paint job or absence of modern gadgetry. Who cares if it's technically old enough to vote and the windows are powered by the strength of your left arm? Your monthly payment is zero, and it'll stay that way. Because with over 500,000 parts and a little Napa know-how, you can keep anything on the road. She may not be pretty, but she's all yours. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. Here we are, and welcome to the first ever Brick House Award Show. I'm your host, Bob Johnson. And I'm Tina Fey and Amy Poehler. <laughs> and Matt Baker, also. Well, you're looking good today, Matt. Who are you wearing? Uh, <laughs> Carroll College Football, Bob. Lovely, lovely. Yeah, provided by Chris Baker six years ago. Oh, yes. Yeah. A good year. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We, it is award season, Bob. We everyone's doing their awards, throwing out the uh, best actors, this and that. The Golden Globes are tonight. Oh, are they? Uh, yeah, <laughs> I'm glad you've been paying attention. Uh, which all all the award shows you have the SAG Awards, all that lead up to the big Oscars to do. Um, but we couldn't wait. Couldn't wait. We had to Oscars it up ahead of time. Not another week. <laughs> There's a lot of there's a lot of awards to give out, but everyone who's nominated really should wear it as a b- badge of honor. It's an honor just to be nominated, Bob. <laughs> should we get right into our uh, our first award? Of course. First award, I think we might have to explain this one a little bit because it's basketball awards we're giving out, but the first category is the award for best cinematography. Best cinematography. Okay. And what I had what I had in mind with this is, you know, the cinematographer's role is to take something that looks normal and make it look like an awesome movie, right? Right. I mean, like you could say some of our movie actors and actresses are caught without their without their makeup and people hardly recognize them but it's also the cinematographer's job to make these movie stars look so great of course. or in the case of uh, you know uh, maybe the girl from Hateful Eight you know look hideous uh, and Jennifer Jason Lee right sure. yeah have you seen that one I yet? haven't not seen that yet she gets punched in the face a lot spoiler okay <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so best cinematography for as it pertains to basketball is taking taking a player or a team and giving it a spin so it looks uh, looks better or worse than it is in in reality. So let's get right into it. The first nominee I have in the best cinematography category is Kyrie Irving. Ooh, who managed to lead the guards in all-star voting in the Eastern Conference, or I think he's maybe second behind Dwayne Wade, but if the if the all-star voting ended today, he would be a starting all-star despite playing five Ten games. games or whatever it is. I think it's like five or yeah. less. Yeah, yeah. Uh, John Wall is not super happy about it. But I think, you know, the cinematographer 
in this one, it should either go to Kyrie or whoever came up with the Uncle Drew commercials because yeah. those are those are pretty great and have gotten him a lot of popularity. He is a pretty good basketball player, I guess. Right. And uh, he does have someone named LeBron James who's also campaigning for him, which yep. is pretty much like having Bob and Harvey Weinstein both in your corner. Right, exactly. So he's the first nominee and the, the second nominee? I have Chris Stapp's Porzingis. Ooh, Okay, he he's really brought a new shine to the Knicks, whether it's hitting game winning three pointers that don't count. <laughs> there was one uh, he caught a rebound with his foot the other day and started oh, I saw bouncing that. it like a soccer ball. That was cool. People have temporarily forgot that this is the Knicks, Bob. Right. <laughs> and I think do they get a new owner? They, I think everything else is the same. <laughs> Porzingis has really brought a, a nice, clean look to this team that I think many people did not expect this no. quickly. No, not at all. There was a lot of booze going around in New York. Yes. Well, that's a great nominee. The next nominee is Jerry Colangelo's hiring. Ooh. The 76ers have won 300% more games since hiring Jerry Colangelo. But, uh, you know, the, the dirty secret is they only had one game, one win before that. Right. Uh, what's his secret? Apparently, he told the guys in the locker room, "You know what we should do? Occasionally, we should try to win a fucking game." <laughs> that's what that's what uh, Colangelo said. That's that's a yeah. direct quote. Okay, I'm not fooled by this. He he hired D'Antoni, uh, Elton Brand. These these moves are what Sarah Palin would call lipstick on a pig, Matt. Mm -hmm. The Ish Smith hiring was pretty good, but. Uh, We'll just ignore that for purposes of the Best Cinematography Award. That can count because it helped make the team a little cleaner. Yeah, yeah, but it sort of ruins my point. Oh, about, yeah, yeah. Sorry. About okay. him not okay. doing it. Yeah, forget it. Forget it. <laughs> Our next nominee. I had a few a few choices. It was tough, but I came up uh, with Chris Paul mm. because Clippers are fourth in the Western Conference. Right. They're kind of floating under the radar. They've had a rocky, kind of a rocky go of it, uh -huh. but I think... Chris Paul has been good for the team as just the unifying factor through the DeAndre Jordan stuff. And they've been they've all kind of been injured at certain points. But DeAndre's his wife now in a insurance. Oh commercial. yeah, I saw that. I saw that. He came I, I was I was at T V on mute and all of a sudden I see DeAndre Jordan running downstairs in a wig yelling, I'm like, okay. Um but yeah, Chris Paul, I think it's more it, this might be more of a, a lifetime achievement nomination if anything. Okay, yeah. Just for this <laughs> the purposes of this category. The last uh the last candidate for the cinematography award, I have your boy Markeith Morris. Oh, goodness. I have to say it is it is pretty impressive to take such a a good player who's on a really good bargain contract and make that player look so untradeable. Yeah. <laughs> that takes some serious it, effort. Yeah, that's... Yeah. <laughs> it's either he's really lost his ability to play basketball without his brother around, or he is sabotaging his trade value yeah. to stick it to the Phoenix Suns. Yeah. Because, uh, yeah, nobody wants him, and uh, the Suns are going to end up having to give away a draft pick or something to trade him. And the award for the best cinematography in the Brickhouse Awards goes to... I got to give it to Jerry Colangelo's hiring. Ooh, Jerry Colangelo. Colangelo. Can we have like a, a, a applause? Yeah, there's a lot of applause going now. 
Colangelo could not be here to accept the award. He is uh, being fitted for some depends. <laughs> He's old. Okay. That's an old person joke. <laughs> Let's get into our next category, Matt. Best screenplay. Best screenplay. For best storylines of the year. Okay. I'm handling these, right? Take it away. Take it away. First nominee is the New Orleans Pelicans <laughs> are terrible. Yeah, that was that, a surprise. That, to me, is a big storyline. That's a twist. Yeah. <laughs> we all thought... We all thought it was going one way, and it started down the road the other way. The second nominee is Luke Walton versus Steve Kerr in the Golden State Warriors' success. Nice. Nice. Is it Luke Walton? Was it Steve Kerr, or is it just the Warriors? Yeah, I saw an interview with Luke Walton before they lost one of their, before they lost their first game, and the lady said, uh, you know, when you see Steph Curry dribble around four defenders, you know, falling out of bounds, make a... An amazing three-point shot. What do you think? And he and Luke Walton says, "Man, I'm a good coach." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's great. That's what that's what he should think. Uh, the third nominee is Matt Barnes versus Derek Fisher. Ooh, that is a uh, that's got it all. It's got romance, drama, the worst twins. year of Matt Barnes <laughs> Barnes' life. Riata. Fourth nominee. Ben Simmons watch. Oh yeah, this is maybe this the is, uh, high, uh, a very highly regarded prospect. Uh, this, will this be the year that the tank Palooza works for the Seventy Sixers? Yeah, I think he wants to go to the Lakers. I think maybe that's why he went to LSU. Is just get ready to wear that purple and purple gold. and gold. Yeah, <laughs> that's a good that's a good point. And the final nominee: Can Cleveland get healthy enough? Can Cleveland get healthy? That is what we're all waiting to see. Like they're finally, they're finally uh, when they play uh, Irving, Love, and LeBron together, they're very, they're pretty unbeatable when those three start together. But will that be able to carry through the year? There's a lot of drama in this category. Who's the who's the award go to, Matt? Oh, the and the the best storyline of the year. You got to give it to the Golden State Warriors. The Golden State Warriors. I feel like they're a favorite to win a lot of these yeah, awards. Yeah, I think all of those nominees. Those nominees were good. It was. I think it was tough between Matt Barnes and Derek Fisher. Might have been the dark horse in that category. Yeah. But it's just kind of hard to. Uh, it's kind of hard to go against success. We've seen in past years that Daniel Day Lewis, if he's playing Lincoln, he's winning. Right. <laughs> And you know if, and if you know if, if the Warriors are winning, they're also Luke, winning. Luke Walton's the Daniel Day Lewis of the NBA. That's yeah, he's a, he's a great coach. <laughs> All right, Bob. And the next category. Do, you, do we have like a funny monologue or like a musical number we can break these up with? Yeah, we should have. We'll we'll have uh, we'll have some some stuff in there. Uh, oh, I have something to break it up for you. Is uh, the the analogies are back. Oh, they're back. Yeah, I wanted to compare some players and teams to some some movies that are actually nominated for the the real Oscars this year. I love it. Bring back a, a favorite from the Brickhouse previews. I saw this one just the other weekend. I'm going to try to uh, give these without any real spoilers and say that the Hateful Eight is like the Los Angeles Clippers. <laughs> And, you know, when I saw The Hateful Eight, I spent a lot of time counting the people in the movie 
because there's more than eight people and i was trying to figure like who this, are the hateful ones yeah, is this that i don't know um same thing goes with the the clippers the loving two isn't a good <laughs> movie title Bob. I, think. I mean i love the clippers myself but it seems like i'm kind of alone on uh, you know besides other clippers fans if you're not a fan of the clippers it seems like they're really the villains of the nba and I figure that uh, you know, if you had to pick, though, of uh, of all the guys on there, who are the uh, the most hateful eight, then you'd have to say Chris Paul, yeah, complaining to the refs all the time. Blake Griffin, he just seems to have a face everyone wants to punch. Yeah, DeAndre for what happened over the summer. Yeah, and dressing up like Chris Paul's wife. <laughs> uh, Doc and Austin Rivers, they're they're pretty hilarious. I think Doc Rivers is like the the uh, Kurt Russell character in this one. Yeah. Lance Stevenson and Josh Smith. Man, they both had DNPs last night. Amazing. They were the only players on the Clippers who yeah. didn't play last night. And then you got to throw in Steve Ballmer. He's crazy. Yes. He's he's hateful. You don't get to fifty billion dollars without uh, breaking a few spines. Josh Smith is in such a doghouse now that. They could be down all their power forwards, and they play Paul Pierce at power forward. <laughs> Paul Pierce went 0 for 8 from three-point oh, yesterday, man. and Josh Smith still didn't play. Oh, jeez. <laughs> um, I don't know if you've heard about Jillian Zucker, Matt? Sure. No, I She haven't. is a executive that Bomber hired over the summer and uh, is responsible for the Clippers' new logo. Mm. Uh, she went to the Clippers' design team and said they wanted a new logo, and they said, that's great, you know, we'll be ready in nine months, you know, to uh, debut that. So not this season, but next season, right. we'll be ready to go. And she didn't like that answer, so she outsourced the Clippers' logo making to the Miami Heat. I don't know if you know this. But uh, what they came up with has been panned by a lot of people. Um, not uh, not the nicest logo the Clippers have ever had. So I figure Jillian Zucker can be the the uh, what's the girl's name Jennifer Jennifer Jason, Jason Lee. Yeah, she's the one that people are punching in the face uh, over and over again. It's not honestly, it's not a terrible logo, but you could have done better, I think. Yeah, what's the rush? Yeah, what's the rush? Anyways, uh, that's the hateful eight of the NBA. Let's get should back into our next category. I was going to say, very good. I was going to say, should we break them up as they do the this song for, when they play this mu- like the yeah. song from the movies? They you and I have a tap number after uh, after the supporting actors yeah. category. Okay, so we're on to supporting actors. Uh, actually, next I have makeup and hairstyling. Okay, you take this one, Bob. This okay. is all you. Okay, the candidates for the makeup and hairstyling category. We got Anderson Verjao, of course, rocking the perm. He's the uh, he's the Susan Lucci of this category. <laughs> Will he win it after seventeen years? Yeah, he's he's a perennial contender. Yeah, I had to put Josh McRoberts in. Um, I don't know if you've seen the Miami Heat's opening lineup video. No, but they have this opening lineup video normally. When they're doing the starting lineups, they'll play highlight videos of players making dunks and right. p- nice passes and right. fall-away shots. The Miami Heat's video is intercut with all the players wearing, like, designer clothes and standing around like they're in uh, Zoolander. Really? They're all standing around, like, in, you know, floor-length dusters and nice. Gucci sunglasses. Yeah. Well, Josh McRoberts lets his hair down. 
didn't really know, but you know, he's got some nice Shakespearean hair. I mean, he looks like some of the nicest hair the WNBA has ever seen. You know, <laughs> uh, some of the other people who are nominated: Alfred Payton. This is this is Bob's favorite. On, oh yeah, on, for probably the next ten years. Oh here. yeah, he's got a bee's nest going on. He's up got there. some funk going on. <laughs> he's the Daniel Day Lewis of the hair category. Although James Harden is another nominee. Ooh. That beard, that his beard probably makes more money than most small countries. Yeah, especially after that Adidas contract. Yeah, so you got to give a nod to the beard. Jeremy Lin. Jeremy Lin has apparently told Spencer Hawes that he can style his hair any way he likes. And that's what's going on is before the game, Spencer Hawes is just doing bong rips and figuring out how he's going to style Jeremy oh, Lin's hair Oh, so he's in today. charge of, yeah, I'm looking through some Lin hair here and it's, it's, it's looking good. Yeah, he looks like a Dragon Ball Z character one day and uh, yeah. Al Pacino the next day. Now, the question with this category is, will Verizhou and McRoberts take votes away from each other because they're on the same team? No, they're not on the same team. What am I doing? I'm smoking crack. They, they both have the WNBA hair I, team, and I, that's what you mean. <laughs> I was, the whole LeBron thing kind of confused me. I was like, yeah, they both play with LeBron, but uh, all right. Verizhou really does have like a Cheryl Miller do, you know, from back in the day. Now that. That Here, I'm going to show you a picture on the podcast. <laughs> the upset win in this category over Alfred Payton is Jeremy Lin. Oh, he did it. Lin Sanity. He did it. Lin Sanity got that... Uh, got that award that people have been predicting for years now man he's using a lot of product in his hair so he's making uh, the makers of whatever hair wax he's using very happy let's get into our next category i uh, got a got a nod to the foreign language film oh, section. Okay. let's hear our uh, our category or our nominees in this section first off i will nominate yusuf nurkic oh He's a fan favorite from the Brickhouse previews. Taught us all how to curse in Bosnian. Mm -hmm. Son of a riot police officer. And he's back on the court. The main man of this category for almost 20 years now has found himself back. Dirk Nowitzki. Dirky Dirk. Climbing up that scoring leader chart. Just being the fadeaway you can't block. The one-legged, one-legged fadeaway. Made more money than any uh, any European player ever. Uh, another another nominee, Chris Tapps, poor Zingus. Ooh, second nomination of the day. He's uh, he's having quite the year, quite the year. Just just the other night, they lost to San Antonio by one point, but they came back from seventeen down. Ooh. And Chris Tapps was was a big reason why. I think he had twenty eight points, thirteen rebounds, something like that. Wow. Uh, our next nominee. Tony Parker. Tony Parker. Another, another career, another career of uh, fi- uh, long award. I can't talk today. <laughs> I can't talk at all. Uh, they probably should have gotten someone to host this award show that could talk. What I meant to say was another guy who finds himself on this list every year. Our last nominee is another rookie, Carl Anthony Towns. Ooh. Representing the Dominican Republic. Okay. He's playing well and competing with Chris Stapps for Rookie of the Year this year. Matt, you want to announce the winner of the foreign language film category? I, you know what? 
if I could be a little biased here, he's not the winner, but it's hard for me to uh, go against Dirk in anything. But this year, it's got to be Chris Stapp's poor Zangus. Oh, you did like a Steve Harvey thing there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Dirk's wearing the crowd. Yeah. Thought he would. Yeah. <laughs> Porzingis is just, like we explained earlier, he just kind of, even though we knew who he was, he came out of nowhere so quickly. And he's providing, every night, there's something, he does something. I love it. I love it. And he deserves the win. Congratulations, Chris Stapps. Uh, on to our next category. This one is uh, costume design. Oh, okay. Costume design. I nominated uh, right off the bat the Cleveland Cavaliers. I like their wine and gold motif. I can't quit it. Okay, yeah. 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 I like it. It's nice. Yeah. Our next nominee. Charlotte Hornets, Bob. Charlotte Hornets. Okay. Maybe it's, maybe it's a uh, nostalgia. Uh-huh. Because I really liked the Hornets uniforms back in the day, but I like seeing that teal and purple running around. It's kind of an oddly soothing color combination. Yeah, and they have the uh, the Buzz City alternate jerseys. Yeah, have you seen those? The yeah. sleeve jerseys. Those are cool. I put I put the Clippers up as a nomination, not for being good necessarily, but just for being new. Get <laughs> get Jillian Zucker back in there. Mm-hmm. Nominate the Clippers. I'm going to go another classic route, the Chicago Bulls. They got a great logo. Yeah. Nice look. It hasn't deviated much. I, I, I like when they bring back the uh, cursive writing, too. Um, well, our last nominee is not a jersey, but what Russell Westbrook was wearing to the basketball game the other night <laughs> on TNT. It was a ripped Slayer t-shirt over a black and white striped like Beetlejuice-looking shirt that was skin tight really yeah it was pretty baller okay yeah it was it was really weird looking it's a last minute nominee they snuck it in under the deadline yeah snuck right in there yeah i'm gonna have to say the winner on this one is russell westbrook (laughs) he did it you wear a slayer t-shirt to the nba game that's nationally televised and it'll win my heart is that a oh, is that a legal thing to wear? I know they wanted him to wear want to dress nice, but is that will the NBA fine him for doing that? Yeah, I I I don't know. I don't know. I think that David Stern, the whole like dress code thing, is not something I ever hear about being enforced yeah. anymore. I think the whole idea was they just didn't want um, people to dress like gangbangers and. Mm-hmm. If you see this Russell Westbrook outfit, it is far from hood. I'm, I'm looking at it, and it, yeah. Westbrook, getting the, getting the win. Uh, well, let's take another interlude to, uh, to compare a movie to a basketball player. Right now, I'd like to say that The Revenant is the Kevin Durant story. Oh. See, he's only 18 months removed from being MVP, but it feels like he's really left for dead this season. With everyone watching Steph Curry and LeBron James. Uh, yeah, I haven't seen this movie yet, but I think it's probably fair to say that Russell Westbrook will be the Tom Hardy character. Yeah. I'm not sure, but in the trailer, he's either like hunting uh, Leo or helping him, uh, which is probably, you know, about how, how uh, Russell Westbrook relates to Kevin Durant in this <laughs> one. But, you know, Durant, he's had to survive all kinds of hell. Uh, you know, in the movie, it looks like there's a bear fight mm-hmm. and uh, some other shit he has to survive. Kevin Durant, he just had a couple of foot surgeries. He makes, you know, a few hundred million dollars. 
but he lives in Oklahoma City, and that's some kind of hell, Matt. So, <laughs> pretty much exactly the same. So that concludes that break. Let's get into our another category. We are getting into the big awards here, Matt. We got uh, the directing category. Oh, up next. the best director. All right, I'll 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 lob out the first nominee. We, he's already heard his name called earlier. Yep. Jerry Colangelo. Bob. Jerry Colangelo. As we described, as we talked about, he he's led them to uh, double the amount of wins <laughs> that he had before. Uh, he got the big uh, revenge win in Phoenix. Yep. And he's he's forcing them to right the ship. So he's trying to direct them, direct them to a good enough record so they still get last. But they're respectable-ish. Get the rest of the league off their back. Mm-hmm. Nice. I like that. Uh, I got to nominate LeBron James. I mean, he's not only the star of the team, but he's the, the coach, the GM, mm-hmm. the mayor of Cleveland. Yeah. He's uh, he's everything that state has going for him right now because it's certainly not Johnny Manziel. I had him on my list, too. <laughs> uh, third nominee, same team as the first nominee, but for a different reason, Sam Hinkie. Because he's he's directing them to the worst record in the league to get try and get Ben Simmons. This so, will be his masterpiece. This will be this is <laughs> this is his uh, this is the one that he, you know he had to he had to make a few of those movies just to show people he could make movies, but uh-huh. people finally realize and they're letting him do what he wants with this movie. So same team as Colangelo, but a different different reason, different directing take. Nice. Um, it's kind of like a grindhouse Robert Rodriguez, Quentin Tarantino <laughs> situation. I like it. I like it. I had to nominate Luke Walton. Oh, brilliant. We've already heard his name today, too, but you know, you don't go 23-0 and 0 without, without getting some of the credit. Mm-hmm. Oh, wait a minute. No, he doesn't get any credit. He's, <laughs> he's zero for zero on the record books. All of those wins have gone to Steve Kerr. But you got our nomination, Luke. Finally, uh, the last nominee is the Scorsese of this category. It's Popovich. Oh yeah, just just he's if he's if there's if Popovich is making movie, people are going to see it and people know it's going to be good. Does that make Duncan his Robert De Niro or slash DiCaprio right. slash whoever you know? So yeah, he's he's just he's just finds his way into this category just because of who he is. And uh, I'm going to have to say the winner of this category is LeBron James. Oh, LeBron. You can't. It's hard, it's hard not to give LeBron when you're doing everything, when you're selling the concessions, when you're making the tickets, when you're playing the games. He's doing it all. Yeah. And on the Brickhouse Awards, you know, there's only two of us voting, so we don't have those problems of, like, the King speech right. coming up. You know, we didn't see, you know, Tom Hooper pulling the upset on David Fincher this year. Yeah. We don't we don't stand for shit like that on Brickhouse Awards. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> How about an actor category? We have an actor category coming up here. Best actor in a comedy slash musical. Love it. Love it. Let's hear them. Do you have any award nominees for this oh, one? Oh, I do. Okay, good. <laughs> I got some. We got we got a man with a, a big mouth that I think whenever he talks, it sure, it could sound like music. Uh, this could be anyone on my list. <laughs> we got Draymond Green, Bob. Nice. He's he's the first nominee. He he talks a big game. It's comedy. I wouldn't be surprised if he sings all the time. He kind of hits both categories. Draymond Green. I like it. I like it. 
Well, you know, you had to nominate. We had to nominate Demarcus Cousins. Oh, yes. Demarcus Cousins just the other day. Uh, gave George Carl a high five after he got a technical foul. <laughs> after Carl got a technical yeah. foul, yeah. See if you want to get in Demarcus's good good graces, just berate a ref. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he is awesome. He is the he's the Will Ferrell of this category. Yeah, but coming on strong is our third nominee. Oh, J.R. Smith. Oh Bob. yeah, I knew he had to be on your list. He hoverboarded right in there. Yeah, just jacking up all the shots. Wants to sleep through practices. <laughs> uh, we all saw this. This didn't take a lot of... There weren't a lot of billboards for J.R. Smith because why spend the money? We all knew he was going to be nominated. Yeah. <laughs> uh, they didn't have to send screeners for him. You just, we knew this was happening. I love it. Uh, this one, I would say, is like uh, the Martian being put in with the comedies in the Golden Globes, but... Kobe Bryant. I, he, he was on my list too. I put got him. Got to put, put it in there. Yeah. You don't. You don't uh, go to f- announce your retirement. Go to Philadelphia. Shoot the. F- it looked like he was going to shoot every shot that game. He yes. shot the first four shots, which were all three pointers. Clanked them all, right? Well, no, he, he made, made one. He made right? like three out of oh. his first four. Oh, that's right. Then he missed like his next twelve or something. Yeah. Then he proceeded to go zero for thirteen the rest of the game from Oof. behind the line. But yeah, normally he would be in our drama category, but mm-hmm. this year he has got a circus following him everywhere. Speaking of circuses, <laughs> Bob, our fifth nominee, yeah, Jeff Hornacek. Ooh, okay. Uh, this one hits a little close to home. Yeah, yeah, but it it is a between the Morris stuff and the Bledsoe injury and just the rotating Kentucky backcourt. It uh, it's it's pure comedy out there. Robert Sarver. Someone put a microphone in front of him, and he just talked about how millennials can't deal with setbacks. Yeah. And Jeff Hornacek decided to take the whole team bowling, you know, because they're all millennials. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They all, they might all be too young to be millennials, actually. <laughs> That's how young they are. But I, I think, you know, the winner, the winner of this category, he really... He's really why the category exists. I think we got to give it to J.R. Smith, Bob. If, if anyone, if you've listened to the podcast the past few months, he's always he's always popping up in some form. He's the king of comedy. <laughs> he really is. Him, Steve Harvey, D.L. Hughley. Didn't they go on that Kings of Comedy tour? I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> um, let's compare another movie to basketball player. Mad Max, I gotta say, is like West- Russell Westbrook, and similar to uh, The Revenant. You know, it's. I feel like Westbrook's life is a never-ending chase scene through the wastelands <laughs> of America. <laughs> and I'm talking about Oklahoma. <laughs> That's all I got for that. Okay. <laughs> Good. Good. Um, let's get into our next category. Ooh, the, just a couple left. Actor in a supporting role. Oh, I only have one nominee, as yeah. I stated. <laughs> I stated Bob Draymond Green. Draymond Green. He's I. I don't want to show my voter voter bias here, but I just didn't. Yeah, I didn't even want to spend time thinking about a second or third. He's like J.K. Simmons and Whiplash this year, but I I did nominate just just for uh, just for funsies just for funsies. I got Lamarcus Aldridge on here. Okay, I like it. He he moved from being top dog to to chase some rings with the Spurs, and he had to 
he had to uh, take a back seat to uh, and he is his stats are he's he's his money is up yeah his stats are down <laughs> yeah uh, uh, some of the other nominees I put Clay Thompson on there mm-hmm. uh, mostly because I love the uh, the hashtag Claytheism <laughs> <laughs> I haven't heard that one. Uh, also, I put DeMar DeRozan and Kyle Lowry together as one nominee. Okay. They're the stars of the Toronto Raptors who are hosting the All-Star game this year. I think that hopefully they'll probably both be All-Stars, but neither one is really a superstar. But combined, they make a pretty uh, pretty, pretty awesome b- backcourt. Yeah. I also put Kevin Durant in a supporting Ooh. role this year. Ooh. Westbrook, uh, in, the, in his absence last year, has turned into a freaking runaway train and yeah. Kevin Durant is having a great season but Westbrook is really the star of that team now hey you know Christian Bale won a supporting actor Oscar for uh, yeah. the boxing movie yeah it doesn't make so him any less yeah. of, a, of an actor at all well the winner here yeah it's no surprise Draymond, Draymond Green. Green Draymond Green yep if he's not getting triple doubles last night Last night, he didn't have a triple-double. He just had a gross 25 points, Bob. Wow. Uh, and, like, two or three of everything else in every category. This was, this was no contest. This was his category, yep. Uh, let's see. Uh, the big short, I hope, is, uh, is not going to predict the next NBA lockout. We had an NBA lockout in 2011. And now the teams and players and league is making more money than ever with this new television deal. Mm-hmm. But if it's anything like uh, the the mortgage crisis, that's going to happen all over again, just because everyone it, is so it damn greedy. Yeah. <laughs> Let's get into our second to last category: acting in a drama. Ooh. First nominee: Ty Lawson. Interesting. I he, like it. He. Uh... He's he he might he might have a problem, Bob, with <laughs> with DUIs. He first of all he got well he got traded for fifty cents on the dollar from the Nuggets to the Rockets. Right. Uh, that was in the midst of a couple DUIs. He kind of gets sat for Patrick Beverly from time to time. Sure. It uh it is he's it's a very drama filled up and down. Yeah, he's got a lot going on. Yeah, really not living up to the expectations I set for him personally. <laughs> yeah, I I nominated Jimmy Butler. Ooh, he's in Chicago and he's turning into uh, one of the best shooting guards in the league. But he has uh, he has a drama with Derrick Rose. You yeah, know, he doesn't like to admit to it, but it seems like every game that Derrick Rose misses, Jimmy Butler like turns on the nitrous boosters. Yeah, just wants to show like this is my team. We don't miss Derrick. Yeah, Rose. we don't miss him at all. George Carl. He's nice. our third nominee. I like it. Because of the Kings. Yep. It just that's all. It's just the Kings. <laughs> that is a drama, all right. Mm-hmm. I put uh, Stephen Curry in here. Ooh. You can't uh, say that that wasn't the the drama that had the whole country captivated there for a while. Uh, I think that maybe if they had lost that game to the Brooklyn Nets early in November, the game that went into overtime. In fact, Brooke Lopez missed a layup with uh, time expiring that would have that would have ended their win streak. I think like in the single digits. Right. But since that didn't happen, they rolled off to uh, 24, 24 straight wins, and Stephen Curry 
somehow doubled down on an MVP season and yep. it's become so much better. Our final nominee, Kobe Bryant. Oh. The Lakers actually kind of have the best of both worlds. They're getting the goodbye Kobe tour and they're getting playing time for their young kids. I saw a quote from Mitch Kupchak who was saying, you know, normally we would want to make giving time for our young players to develop, uh, but since Kobe has had such an amazing career, you know, we need to use this season to honor him and let him play as much as he wants. Yeah. And the the the, the real message in that was so clear yeah. to me. <laughs> yeah. We're just making money and tanking, baby. You know yeah. we got to be one of the three worst teams Bank- to keep that pick. Banking and tanking. <laughs> Banking and tanking, Bob. We gave away picks just to get Steve Nash, and he never even played for us. Yeah. Okay. I got to I got to get the winner on this one, please. And it's George Carl. Bob. Yeah. <laughs> he the minute he stepped into that role, the drama. Joe, we should do fire our best player. Just, yeah, just there was there was no shame. He had one goal, and that was to create drama, and it pays off. The award of the night, best picture, Bob. Best picture. Best picture after I tell you who was Star Wars this Ooh, year. okay. The biggest movie of the year that no one can stop talking about is obviously the Golden State Warriors. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen this movie yet either. Really to the chagrin of my friend Peter. He calls me like every day. Oh, you still like, haven't seen it? No. I saw it for a second time yesterday. It's it's almost too fun to fuck with Peter about yeah. this at this point. Right, right, He right. just invites me every other day to go and see it. Have you seen it yet? What, yeah. what are you doing tonight? Yeah. <laughs> well, you better he's probably seen it three or four times. You better see it by next Saturday, because if he comes to your house and you haven't seen it, you might uh, end up part of the barbecue. Yeah. Well, I think Curry is clearly Luke Skywalker, only so Draymond can be Han Solo, mm-hmm. the wisecracking uh, yeah. cool guy. Uh, that would make Clay Thompson, Princess Leia, and he is cute. Andrew Bogut, Chewbacca. Yeah, he is hairy. Let's get into our final <laughs> final award of the night, Matt. <laughs> the best picture. Uh, best picture, number first nominee is obviously the Warriors. Yes. You can't, they may not win, you know, you don't know what's going to happen, but it, you can't not put them in there because then it would just look like you're taking money from the other, from the other pictures. Yeah. It's like the Lord of the Rings not getting in the, in yeah. the nomination. Yeah. I put the uh, the Morris Twin drama Ooh. in the best picture Ooh. category with the most recent chapter, the aforementioned Robert Sarver saying millennials can't handle yeah. setbacks. I put this out there early in the season that perhaps when the Suns traded Marcus Morris to, to Detroit, in fact, it was Markeith that went. Oh, yeah. And uh, I think if that story ever came out, that would be... The best Brilliant. picture. It would be amazing. The best picture of be. the year. Uh, the third nominee is James Harden attempts to shoot himself to the scoring title. <laughs> yeah. It might not happen. That's why it's attempts. Uh huh. But I'll be darned if he isn't trying every night. Yeah. Someone someone in Utah the other night sh- tried to shine a laser pointer in his eyes. Did you see that one? No, but I'm sure it had no effect. He was pretty pissed. He like feigned like he was going to throw the ball into the stands. Yeah. He was mad. No, I mean effect on him shooting. I'm sure he shot, you know. Oh, yeah. He, he'll, he'll put him up regardless. Right. <laughs> uh, the next nominee I have just happened the other day, C.J. McCollum, 
got left off the roster yeah. versus the Clippers. That that's crazy. <laughs> I didn't know that could happen. Yeah, they they kept him off the scorecard so he couldn't play. Right, and apparently they were cons- you know it's so stupid of a thing that the refs and uh, some representative from Portland went over to the Clippers bench to explain what happened yeah. to Doc Rivers, and they asked Doc Rivers like. Would you just be okay if McCollum played yeah. anyways? And Rivers was like, "Hell no!" Yeah, <laughs> got to hold him accountable, Bob. On uh, uh, Jalen and Jacoby's podcast, they they made Jalen Rose made the point like, you know, if the the refs made a bad call or something, you wouldn't say like, "Oh no, you should give right. the other team the ball." Right. You know? So I had to put that in the nominees. The final nominee, and this is you know, it may sound boring, but again, it just so true the san antonio spurs because they are creeping right behind the warriors yep and would anybody be shocked to see them take the warriors for the one seed by the end of the season not shocked at all i think you know steph curry is going to keep playing through a little shin pain to make sure that doesn't happen right but like it might it might not and probably won't but i'm it wouldn't be surprised if it did yeah Who's the winner, Bob? You got best picture. The winner? The winner? Well, if that Morris twin drama ever came through, I would give it to them. Oh, yeah. But until then, you got to give it to the Golden State Warriors. You got to. They're making more money than Avatar, and they're uh, going to break the Bulls' record. So that's that's it. That's the winner. That's the annual first annual Brickhouse Oscar Awards. Hey, it's been fun, Bob. Yep. Yep. I'm your host, Bob Johnson. I'm Matt Baker. Follow us on Twitter at, at BrickHousePod. And, you know, I finally got you an email address. Oh, Matt. thank you. I got you Matt at BrickHousePodcast.com or Bob at BrickHousePodcast.com. Send in your nominees for next year, and uh, we'll, uh, we'll be sure to forget them before then. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Thank you.